0: Welcome to Bubbly Block.
1: Hi everyone. Welcome back to Bubbly Block. Um, I'm your co-host Joyce with my co-host Amanda. and today mm-hmm. we have our guest Inky. Would you like to introduce
0: yourself?
2: Hi, I'm Inky and I'm doing this podcast right now. Hi. Is that, was that good enough?
0: Great intro. I love it. Well, that was awesome. But <laughs> well, we know that you're like a concept artist. Um, but, but what is that?
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So the way I like to explain it is um, uh, if you like watch any movie or you play any video game or you like or watch any like animation or, or like TV show. Like, everything that, like, actors or or, uh, or anything that's made in the game has to be designed. Like, somebody has to, uh, like, the best example I could do is, like, Iron Man, because um, most people have seen Iron Man. Um, somebody has to make the costume, but then somebody has to design what the costume is going to look like, so the person who makes the costume knows what it's going to look like. Um, so that's what a concept artist does. They basically design everything that um, goes into like a fictional media. Um, so if you have like, you know, Thor's hammer has to be designed. Uh, yeah, Marvel is just easy because everyone, everyone's mostly everyone has seen Marvel movies, and um, they're very famous. Uh, the concept artists are very famous, so um, very easy to show examples.
1: Wait, do you come up with the concepts like the art like just entirely on your own or do you like base it off of something else?
2: Uh yeah, it's different for every project. Uh like for example, um uh in something like Thor's hammer, for example, like Thor's obviously from a comic book, so there's gonna be something that you can look at to be like, Oh, this is what uh it looks like in the comic book. So it should look at least a little bit like that, but uh obviously um it's in a comic book uh and they're gonna do a movie so a live action movie so they can't look exactly the same uh so uh yeah the uh, art the concept artist has to be like oh what like extra stuff should i add like to make it look more realistic or what um what should i change about the comic book um but sometimes if like it's completely original um like uh trying to find a, a more common, more recent example. I was gonna be like Avatar, but like Avatar came out like what ten years ago now. Um uh man there's been so many remakes <laughs> and like stuff. Uh okay. I don't know, what's a what's a current movie that's like fantasy or or science fiction? And so it's been so long since i've seen a movie uh, Same. uh the last movie i saw was the sonic movie and that's not a good example <laughs> <laughs> that's the last one i saw in theaters uh or like okay game of thrones is a good example um i was thinking and... frozen 2. Bro- yeah i mean frozen 2 is a, a good example um because like any of the Disney movies have a lot of concept artists and uh, like I've had teachers who worked on those movies so um so they're that, that's a good example because uh, Frozen is obviously like it's based on like a fairy tale but um it's mostly an original story that Disney made uh so usually someone who like wrote the story will tell you oh we want uh like the famous Elsa changing her dress is like, oh, we want Elsa to change her into, like, a super cool dress in this scene. So the concept artist has to be like, okay, let's design a, a cool dress for her. Like, it's gonna be based on, like, snowflakes and stuff, because she has life power. And, and and usually you have, like, a di- art director or somebody who's like, oh, I don't like this, or I don't like that. Um, but since <laughs> so this is a podcast, it's hard to be like, here's an example. Um, <laughs> but um, usually, like, a concept artist doesn't doesn't just show one and they're like oh this is this is definitely it but no they give you like like 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 sometimes hundreds of something as important as Elsa like the main character will probably go through like hundreds and hundreds of versions before they're like yeah this is the right one and then especially in like a big big company like Disney like they, they're going to spend a lot of time and like get input from like directors actors like people who are making the toys and and stuff like that so um yeah usually like i've worked in like lower like smaller indie companies and usually we don't get we don't get that kind of luxury of being like there's a million versions of this character usually it's just like uh real quick we need this and and yeah so
1: how long does it take usually to like design something and like have like the finished product
2: uh yeah, that that's totally dependent on like again, like people who like how how picky is your art director, <laughs> how picky is your your script writer, and um they're like sometimes it's one and done. Um I don't know if you guys played uh you probably haven't. It's a pretty old game at this point, but um uh, the God of War series. Um I don't know if you've ever seen him, the main character. He's like this kind of bald Spartan warrior with like red like tattoos everywhere. Um, the famous story on that is he, um, uh, I think I think it was his name was char his name is Charlie Wen who did the character design. He did that version, the final version of Kratos, the main character, like right away. And just just to try it, they were like, oh, let's try different other versions. And they did it for like months and months and months uh, before they went back to the first one. It was like you know that was the right one. And yeah, so it, it there's there's not really a, a it, it's going to take like oh maybe a week but because it's always different depending on like how important the character is how important the prop is or or, you know Mm -hmm. anything so it can vary from like like days to years
1: oh wow yeah (laughs) i was okay i was wondering like how do you like get started like do you start out on like just like sketching something on a paper or like do you um just go straight to like your computer um, or do you ever like start something like not with like pen like maybe like actually molding something or like painting or something
2: yeah uh, yeah th- again there's like a lot of ways um, me personally um, uh, I start on computer right away now because um, it's just more efficient I used to like drawing on paper first but honestly that's it's not as like, there's like the trouble of scanning it and like doing other stuff that um, isn't always, like, efficient use of your time. And I've gotten really used to doing everything digitally. Um, But we've had, like, when I was in school, there was classes specifically to, like, you know, like, um, flex your creative muscles and try it differently, like, force you to try it different ways. And and it was really useful. Um, We can, some uh, one of my favorite, like, like weird ways to start something was um, uh, I was, like, designing alien ships. An alien spaceship, and uh, uh, my technique was to go into a 3D sculpting program and just like squish random shapes, and then like draw a trace over them, and 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 see what I got out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of ways you can like. Um, uh, you usually want to find some way to help, like, if, like that works for an alien spaceship because you want something super weird shape, like a super weird shape. So something you design like uh intentionally might not be as unique as like getting something random um yeah so yeah there's a lot of ways to start um uh and a lot of artists like to start different ways um there are fewer and fewer artists who do things like traditionally with pen and paper and marker um anymore just because it's not it's not as efficient like um changing something on an ink drawing is much harder than changing something digitally so like just changing a color is way faster on a computer like yeah
0: <laughs> are there any like practicality that goes into the design like do you need to think about how it could transfer into like a 3D thing or like yeah or okay yeah
2: yeah definitely um uh i don't know if you guys uh play like league league of legends or have seen it at all but um uh all, most of the concept art from that game is done from a top-down view because that's the only view the game has so if your your character needs to look good in that view um so there's stuff like that we have to think of all the time um I have not designed for live action but obviously if you do like live action movies you have to consider the fact someone has to make the thing so (laughs) like you know I mean we have CGI now so like I mean, anything almost anything goes but if if like maybe you're working on a lower budget film like um maybe you don't have like a gun that has like floating parts like that might be too hard for somebody to create um without the use of cgi or um considering how like how, like how high your budget is necessarily like for a video game is like somebody has to model that and like how many uh polygons can your game support like um uh, maybe you can't do so with so much detail or even considering like how fast is this to get this like when's the deadline for this game like can we really concentrate on this thing that's not that important but maybe what would be nice to have and maybe you have to simplify a design to make it go faster or um, uh, like one of my first projects was a uh, the first um, jobs I had was for a, a horror visual novel um. It was uh, not so, like, that one is less um, constrained because um, it's essentially, like, illustrating for a book. You just have to paint pictures and, like, um, like, paint pictures to, to fit. Because it's literally just, like, like text, and then they show you a picture. So it's, like, a book. So less there was, like, less to think about in that one. But at the same time, um, primarily, it was for, like, a phone screen. So you had to consider... How small your phone screen is, so you can't. Small details might not be that important, but you want to get like the big detail, the big like composition and detail from lighting and stuff to help it read on the the small screen. Um, versus if you're designing something for a film like that is meant to be seen on like an IMAX, like you want all the detail you can pack in there because it's ever you're gonna see it. This sounds like a
1: lot. Like going into. Like something like just one thing
2: yeah uh uh that's what like i i feel like um a lot of illustrators and like nothing against illustrators i'm also an illustrator but uh, (laughs) um illustrators and concept artists are very different jobs um because illustrators don't necessarily like they just they just paint like pretty pictures and like that's not a bad thing that's a very difficult skill um obviously but um uh of awesome artists are specifically trying to to think about that kind of stuff and like uh, a lot of our fundamentals in, in, in school were, were like building things in real life and like considering like uh we have physics classes and stuff like that too they're like uh not like intense physics classes for engineers but like
0: there's a little <laughs> bit of
2: that too to like to like make sure you can kind of think about that stuff and like i i've done Game development on the programming and the modeling and the picture side i've tried to learn aspects of that to, to like so i wouldn't so i know what to consider when designing at least a little bit cool.
0: yeah.
1: how did you get started in all of this like like how did you like find that like you wanted to do this
2: um so in how high school i um i i bought this game called fallout 3 and i bought it and it came with a little art book um it was it's like i don't know the size of like a postcard and it's full of it was full of these ink drawings about of all the monsters and the all the guns and all the weapons and all the characters and all of them were in there and i was like Whoa! Somebody has to draw these things before they're magically put in the game, and I was like, "Oh, someone can do this," and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna. I want. This is what I want to do." So, uh, that's, bas- that's the short answer of how it started, because um, I've always liked to draw, but um, like that's not always like, you know, the stereotype is like, you know, this not drawing is not a job, <laughs> but <laughs> but like you know, like I watched. It also came with like a behind the scenes documentary. It was like, oh, and this is the artist. Uh, who's um, sadly like not with us anymore, but um, he uh, he was like really big, he was really important in the development of those games. And I was like, you know, this is like, this, it was the first time in the context is like, oh, I love video games. I love drawing. This is the meeting point. So um, working on that was uh, like figuring out how to get into that field was really, really important to me.
0: Yeah. And like we've seen a couple of things that you've designed and they're all, like, really cool. And I know, like, recently you've been working on these cards.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Those were... Um, so I'm really into Dungeons & Dragons right now. Um,
0: oh, they're part of that. Yeah.
2: Uh, so just, like, the long and short of it, Dungeons & Dragons is, like, one of the oldest games, like, ever, ever. Um, um, oldest modern games, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, it's basically, you can play it with just dice and just talking to each other and like some paper and and and, and just like, it's like using your imagination to tell a story with your friends and there's like fighting and stuff. Um, uh, but uh, I made those cards to like help for references to like, because there's a lot of rules in D&D like, and it's not exactly fun to read all of them all the time. So I made those cards to help reference rules that are... Um, quick and easy to reference, um, uh, and they're based on D&D shows, people who play D&D sometimes stream it and then you're, you can watch them play it, and they're based on my two favorite shows that I've been listening to, uh, so they're illustrated off those, um, not exactly concept work, they're, it's more illustration, um, because I didn't, des- I didn't design most of the characters on, on those um, cards, but uh, yeah.
1: Wait so um is D and D like the same for like every group that plays or is it like different depending on like game like masters and like how they create their characters?
2: Uh, so mine is a little unique in the that um I D and D is very Western fantasy, very like Tolkien and, and like uh Lord of the Rings kind of fantasy. Um, but uh I I, I I kind of migrated all the rules to be more uh, Asian folklore based, um, just because you know all, all everyone playing is Asian, so I felt like <laughs> it was cool to, to you know get in touch with our folklore a little bit. Um, uh, but D and D, what's cool about D and D, at least for me as like a creative person, is that it's it 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 has a base set of rules, but they're very flexible, and you can change. Um, um, Change pretty much everything about it. Um, the main show, the main show I watch, and the famous one is Critical Role, and it's very based on again Western fantasy. But um, at the same time, uh, the person, the uh, the dungeon master uh, Matthew Mercer created his own world, like it has his own rules, it has its own gods. Um, the other DN show I watch is Oxventure, and they have the, tonally they're completely different. They're they've been described as like. The, if D and D was a Saturday morning cartoon, it's like <laughs> episodic. Um, characters get into like crazy hijinks. Um, uh, yeah, one of them got their like kidney stolen. Like it's like silly things <laughs> like that. Um, like he has like uh, one of their characters worships a, a a cow. Like like a cow is his god. So it's like D and D is very very different. They have a base set of rules. Like you use dice and you use. Like a like specific stats for your characters but it, it it really looks different for everyone so that's that's mainly the reason I like it so much and like I've been um, playing with like going back to the concept st- art stuff like I've been designing stuff like that would fit can fit into D&D, and I, I've like posted it online for people to use if they want in their own games like because um, because my my setting is a very Asian based so I um, uh, there's a race in original D and D called Dragonborn, and they're like basically dragon people who like walk on two legs, like, bipedal dragon people. Um, but they're basically they're Western dragons, so they breathe fire and breathe like elements and stuff. But um, I, like a few of our player, two of our players wanted to play Dragonborn, and the way I designed them, is they look like Asian dragons because it's an Asian setting, and I felt like it wasn't as fitting because um, Asian dragons aren't aren't like known for like you know killing people and like breathing fire and stuff like that. So I
0: I redesigned
2: the Dragonborn um, to be more like intelligent and wise and, and um, they have different abilities they can shapeshift and like control the weather and stuff instead of, instead of breathing elements and stuff.
0: But um, there are like different characters already established in D&D. Like it's it's not just a concept of like how the game would be played, but there's like a whole universe of things of in it. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, the the company that makes Dungeons and Dragons, they um they make a book. They, they, yeah, they, the company. Um, they also they also work. They also make Magic the Gathering, the card game that you probably know. Um, uh, they uh they put up books every now and then. Uh, that have like set adventures that you can go on like I don't use them because I like making my own um, uh, but for people who might not um, people I highly recommend like if you are first starting out like if you want a dungeon master for the first time and you have all new players uh, don't be like me and do everything from scratch <laughs> you can get one of the books and just follow follow the book and and uh, it'll tell you how to do everything there's characters there and monsters that you can pull from and and um use in your adventures um people suggest starting with that and then maybe branching off as you go along um but yeah they they yeah they just they I don't actually own any of the books physically there's a there's a uh I use the online tool which they have uh, which is nice Uh, especially doing playing during COVID is is, having the online tool is really good
1: how do you um start from like scratch like how do you like come up with like, your base, like, story?
2: Uh, so I actually, the world that I built was actually for a game project that I was trying to develop back in 2016. Yes, back when I was, like, at the end of college, I wanted to make this uh, this uh, uh, multiplayer RPG that was, like, combined with Mafia. Um, you would play like, you'd play, like, you'd pick a character, and then you'd get assigned your role. And, like, you try to, um, like, for example, like, it was obviously the setting is, like, Asian and stuff. You'd, you'd select different characters and, like, uh, you might have to try to assassinate the the chosen one. And the chosen one is one of your party members. And you, um, your party, you'd fight monsters and stuff like that, like, similar to, like, Final Fantasy or something. Um, you'd, you'd, like... Uh, you might you might be the assassin trying to kill the chosen one. If you're the chosen one, you're trying to you know just complete game, complete defeat the last boss. Um, or you could be the the guardian who would like your only goal is to protect the chosen. And and maybe there's one that's like oh I just want to make money and their only goal is to make the most money. Um, so it was stuff like that. But um, we I, I ended up shelving the game because um, there's a lot of networking coding that was really difficult that we couldn't end up getting. Um, getting, like, a couple of my programmer friends were working on it, but they got busy, and then, like, coding, coding for online, specifically, is actually a whole separate job for it's for some people for in, a, in a game team, so um, we didn't really have the resources to do that, so I ended up building this whole fantasy world and not getting to do anything with it, essentially, so I, when uh, I started getting into d d and some of my friends were like, oh, we'd be interested in playing, I was like, I can use this. I could use this for something finally because I've been stewing on like I've been like oh I've created all these like spirits and like uh, different countries and how they their economic systems work and I just couldn't use it for anything and I was like uh, I was disappointed but then when when I was getting into D and D I was like oh this this would be really cool to use this.
0: That's so cool that you like create a whole world.
2: Yeah, it's really it's really fun and. I highly recommend, like, playing D and D with your friends because you. It, it seems weird at first because you're just like you're like you're we're, you're adults and you're playing pretend essentially. Like, but you become. I feel like we've become closer friends, all of us who played it together, because you all look like idiots together, and it's fun. And, and, I mean, I feel like I get, I get, I'm, I'm the most like uh i'm the most like looking like an idiot the t- most of the time because i'm the dm and i have to do silly voices for the main characters and all the side characters because you have to play as a dm you have to play everyone who's not uh who's not a player
0: oh, so, like every, well that's so fun every
2: shopkeeper every every random bandit that they come across every monster yeah
0: do you do different voices for them?
2: I try. Like I am not that good of a voice actor, but um, um, my friends are very supportive, and uh, <laughs> so I tried I tried to do them sometimes. Um, uh, I did like a, a a very bad Southern accent for um, at one point, and yeah, I dragon voices are fun because I just get to get really deep voices, and
1: yeah. Oh, i'm so curious now <laughs> i'm not going
2: to do them here out of you know out of context it, it's not as it, it, it just feels weird
1: <laughs> what would you say is like your favorite part of um like dne
2: i think it's just hanging out with your friends and doing silly stuff um uh, i like the creation part specifically obviously because I'm i'm a, a creative person um we, we do sessions every two weeks so i get two weeks to plan each one and i try to um i try to like uh i, I try to approach it episodically sometimes um we don't finish everything in one go um but um, I, I guess a good example is uh Hall- for Halloween, we did a halloween like special episode like it was they were in the middle of something and then we just kind of rewound a little bit and, and we were like oh this is a this is just a side story, you guys, and it was basically they they went to a haunted house and they had to try to solve a puzzle, um, to like exercise the ghost. But um, they ended up just killing the ghost because my players are my my my. Uh, I think if any D- dungeon masters hear this, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna uh, cringe a little bit. But I have like twelve players, <laughs> um, which is uh, most D&D shows that I've listened have four or five. Um, but uh, my like 10 to 12 players all have one brain cell and they they punch their way through everything. <laughs> so uh, I set up all these like puzzles for them to solve in the haunted house. And once the ghost showed up, they were just like, we're just going to kill the ghost. <laughs> but that like, a lot of people would be like, oh, what a waste, you made this puzzle and they didn't solve it. But that creative process was really fun for me. And I was like, oh, I created this like, you know, I have this like all this all these drawings of the the, like floor plan of the house and like how different parts move and like like secret rooms they can find find items in and stuff. So that part's really fun for me.
1: But you don't mind that like they don't find it and stuff? (laughs) Just kill the ghost.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, sometimes it can come back. Um, Like stuff stuff about it can come back. Um, uh, uh, One of the hard parts about like. I think the advice uh, I looked I found most dungeon masters were giving out was um, don't plan too much because your players will uh, like plan enough but don't overplan because if usually what happens if your if your players don't go on script as it were um, you'll start floundering and be like oh no what am I gonna do but like if uh, if you Plan just enough because then it won't hurt so much if they don't do what you thought they were gonna do. So
0: right. yeah, is it a lot of improvisation then? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: oh. That's why a lot of the, the really popular D and D shows are like improv comedians and voice actors and, and stuff like that. Um, so people who are really and, and I've I've tried to learn from like uh like people who do improv like how to like go with it. It. like there are like specific rules on improv like just go with go with you're you're supposed to in improv you're supposed to go with everything put on the table don't if someone's if someone's like oh i'm in a forest don't be like oh we're not in a forest we're in a desert and, like you have to just go with everything that comes out um even if it's really dumb
0: <laughs> i'm so confused on how how it works you say you say like it's planned episodically.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, okay. For for example, um, so I don't plan more than one session ahead, um, except for like the big story elements. So uh, some of my players have noticed that there are like these about a bigger story happening. Like I have that planned out, but I don't know what happened. I don't have a, a session ahead plan. Like I plan one session ahead. Um. So I think about what have they done right now and what makes sense for them to do next. Um, so uh, i trying to think of a good example. Um, so like m- most of our campaign was uh, them traveling from this one town to the capital city. Um, that was the bulk of what we've done so far. And um, what I did was plan out how long it's gonna take for them to get there. And, like what are thing what is the next like every time they would travel I'd be like what's the next thing they come in, come or come into contact with um the biggest one i think the biggest one I can remember was they went to uh, a town that had been totally deserted and it turned out all the towns of people had been turned into ice zombies um, <laughs> so I had planned that just one head like like that was the thing that they were going to run into no matter what happens they're gonna run into this um, you try to make the illusion that like anything could happen, but really only one thing is going to happen in this day. <laughs> um, but uh, you try to like veer it into into like what you plan. Um, sometimes it doesn't always work like that, and you just make it up. Um, but uh, like yeah, like for example, like uh, uh, when they got to the, the capital city. Uh, one of our one of my players went to uh, a demon hunting guild, and they were like, "Give me a quest," and I had to make up a quest. Like I didn't know what the quest was but what it was going to be before he went there, and I made up the quest. And um, they didn't do it that day, but I was like, "Okay, for for the next session, I'm going to plan out what that quest is going to actually look like. Um, I'm going to stick to what I told him the quest was, but I have to make up the details now. They still haven't gone to do that quest, but it's planned in case they do it." Um, so, oh.
0: so do they all travel together? Like, are they playing the game together, or do they have their own stories? Like each character.
2: I actually have a section in my like big notebook of of uh, dungeon mastering that is there's a pa- there's a two page spread for each player for each character, and I have like little beats that I want to be like, oh, I want this to happen for you. You know, maybe at some point in the future.
0: Um, oh. uh,
2: one of my players um, is currently uh, unraveling a plot that um, she thinks she might be uh, the target of an assassination, and she got, and that was like, oh, okay. Uh, I want her to find out about it at, at some point, and she did, and maybe two sessions ago, I think. Um, so stuff like that, I plan ahead, and and but like. Again, like, um, not to, like, technically these characters, like, if you were watching it as a TV show or something, could go anywhere, but, you know, it's a game, so we are we like, everyone kind of stay kind of close together and, like, at least be in the same town. Like, I don't want them, like, trekking off in different directions. Uh, the famous d d saying is don't split the party because everyone dies if you split the party, like in a horror movie, if you split up then <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can die
2: yeah yeah so that's also like a big thing is like uh it's different for every dungeon master obviously but um like i i i'm kind of i'm kind of loose with character death like if my play if i feel like my players aren't gonna have fun if their character dies um uh one of my players told me explicitly she doesn't want her character to die like she liked she liked it too much um so i'm uh if your character's hit points reaches zero they do what called a death save and you roll uh, three dice as long as your characters unconscious if you roll below a 10 three um, uh, three times um, before you roll over 10 three times your character is dead done gone forever um, that's typically the rule but um, you can it again d is very creative and very free you can be like oh you you have like uh, of, of A really bad scar, and like um, uh, you can't like lift as heavy objects anymore, or stuff like that. Like you take a hit to your strength, or you take your hit hit to your your constitution, or some something like that. Or you're not as dexterous as you used to be. Um, so I try to I try to. I've only had. I've only had two three times um, that a character technically died. Um, one, um, it happened to be with someone that had a revival potion, but they were okay. Like a non-player character that I was playing. The second time, um, uh, the person who was killing them was trying to kidnap them. So they didn't actually kill them. Um, so uh, so that was fine. And then the third time, it was during the Halloween episode, and I wasn't killing anyone during the Halloween episode because it was just a fun thing. So I, I I'm very loose with it.
1: So, what happens after they die? like do they make a new character or like, do they just not play
2: they they can make a new character if they want um uh or they can or they can again like if i it's important to me that my players and I talk to each other if if they don't want their character to die and they want to to are okay with like you know a very various, various uh, like Various like scars or like things to happen to their character instead of dying, I'm okay with that. But there needs to be some kind of consequence, otherwise, there's no drama in the in playing the game. That you can just do whatever you want. And um, that kidnapping, for example, I did because um, my player decided to threaten uh, essentially the yakuza, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you're gonna walk to, to back to your back to the inn alone at night." Uh, I don't think so.
0: What's <laughs> the Yakuza?
2: It's like the Japanese mob, like Mafia.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um if they don't want to like make a new character and like they're okay with dying, do they just like sit and watch after?
2: On usually I would be like, oh you can make a new character if you want. And that, that's sometimes oh. fun. Um, uh, sometimes you're okay with like oh starting afresh and having, um, yeah having a something new to make. I, I've only gotten to like other than playing the playing all the side characters, I've only gotten to make one character for for uh, a game that my friend runs for us for a couple of us, and I love doing it so much. And I keep wanting to make more.
0: <laughs> so
1: would you rather like play the game or like do you prefer hosting like being? The dungeon master i like both
2: a lot um uh but it's it's two very different experiences when you're dungeon mastering you're thinking of like 600 things at the same time <laughs> when you're playing a character you're just thinking what what's my next thing what am i doing next um so yeah there's a lot of balls in the air when you're dungeon mastering so it's a very different experience and do you win
0: or how do you win Continue.
2: Yeah, that's the thing about D D is it's not really winning. You're kind of um telling a story together just for the fun of it. It's not really there's like fighting and you can win those, but it's it's more about it's more of having fun together versus like uh there's this like like DMs like to pretend like, oh I'm I'm gonna try to kill you guys. Like it's a badge of pride to kill your players. But really I think most Dungeon Masters are like, Yeah, it's it's I want my f- my, my players to have fun but if it's not challenging it's not fun anymore so if, if there isn't some kind of difficulty it's not like it it doesn't feel earned when you you win
1: so is there like an ending at all or does it just keep going
2: uh I, yeah again, again there's like a lot of players dungeon masters do it differently but um typically uh uh like you level up as your characters level up and get new stuff, um, and there's a limit. Like you, there's only you can go up to level twenty, and that's it. Um, usually, that's when you kill some, like 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 the world's gods and like do like crazy stuff like that. But um, uh, usually, you try to end it like you would like uh, ending a TV show or ending like a, a movie or something like that. Just tell a tell a climactic battle or something at the end. Um, but yeah, it's different for everyone. So, And this is the first game I've ever dungeon mastered. So uh, yeah, so I, I don't know how it's going to end yet. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: That's a lot to plan in advance. Mm-hmm. Or like to think about too, during the game mastering and planning it because everything doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah, um, that's why I try to plan the broad strokes and, and kind of just improvise what I'm going to do for the next session and kind of. Um, it's it's like um, uh, when I've worked with like different indie game developers and stuff. A lot of mistakes I feel people make is getting lost in the details. But um, I try to tell, I, at least when I feel like they want my advice on it, I try to tell them is like, what's the main thing you're trying to tell with your game or like your story, and fit everything else uh, to that, and it'll make it a lot easier. Sometimes if you don't have a clear goal, it's like you can just like forever just be like, oh, this would be cool, that would be cool, that would be cool. But yeah, with just like with design, you my, 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 one of my like mentors were, was like, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Like that's what I was just saying. And like, if you have a clear goal in mind, everything else fall, falls into place really easily. So yeah, if you have a big job like, you know, creating a whole universe, like, um, the idea is to keep what your main idea is and then um, I guess I could say like my the main idea I have for my story is kind of exploring um, Asian culture as a as like isolation because like Asian cultures are very um, there's a lot of crossover in Asian culture and Asian folklore but at the same time uh, Asian countries are very isolated from each other and they're very specific in their culture and I've tried to represent that with my world a little bit and like There's different countries based, different countries in my world that are based on real countries in in our world. Um, So I have like, right now my players are in the like Japan equivalent and they're like literally isolated by being an island. And so like all of them have different beliefs and stuff. So I've tried to explore kind of like what uh, isolation is like and like cultural isolation is like. Um, So there's like, uh, different kinds of um, dragonborn are from a different area, and then like there are cat people, like the tabaxi are from a different area, and like there there is not really a, a barrier of language because that'd be hard to play the game as, but um, there's a cultural barrier in each con- in each country that I try to explore with my characters a little bit, and that's how I get the ideas for the antagonists. Like the antagonists are kind of challenging that idea a little bit, so if you that that's like my main point is like trying to explore that idea and then i'm like okay what would fit into that theme like all that stuff you guys learn in like english class like that you probably don't pay attention to like theme and motif and stuff like that stuff's important and especially important in telling stories um and yeah it's important and i found it really important in my concept work like designing is uh like Like when you design something as simple as a character, what is what is the main point of this character? Like uh like Captain America, like your main point is looking like the American flag. Like is that that the main point? Like and yeah.
1: So do you have to do like research and stuff like before creating?
0: I was thinking like, do you take inspiration from like different or like folklore stories or whatever mm. from different countries Myths. yeah because that would be so interesting
2: yeah um okay so i can i guess i could tell this because I, I obviously i don't want if any of my players happen to listen to this i don't want to spoil anything um <laughs> in case like um it comes back or like um it becomes important later um so if you have you guys heard of like um the the i guess they're called the cardinal beasts it's like north south east west have a different like spirit like a a animal that's like in a lot of Asian folklore they use north, south, east, west as different uh, like the dragon is of the east I think I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this wrong just just heads up I'm gonna get this wrong even though I've I've used this as the main crux of my story Um, I'm gonna get it wrong but um, I I think the dragon is from the east and is represented by the element of wood. the south is by the phoenix and it's fire, and the east is the tiger, which is uh, earth, and the north is the turtle and it's water. So those are the main um, those are the main four countries in my in, in my story, and they all have a patron spirit that are based on it. So um, the east dragon is is kind of the the spirit of nature and like uh, stuff like uh, nature and plant life, and then the south. Is the is the the phoenix, which is the, the spirit of fire. So I have that kind of like uh, elemental, like like these creatures that govern the el- government govern the elements of my world. Uh, they um, they're like the important part of the, the kind of cultures that they, they that are based around them. So that that's one element of research that I've done, but. Um, I I like I started the story in like the Japanese area because that's the folklore I think most people are, of all the Asian folklores, um, the Japanese um, folklore is very it's more like well known in pop culture because of anime and and manga and stuff like that. So I started there just so like it's easier for me because I know some of that stuff. Um, but um, it's also kind of what most of the most of my players would be familiar with so like samurai and like ninjas and 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 like uh even some of the the creatures like oni and stuff are there and and kappa and like stuff like that that some people are at least some cursory like familiar with um yeah so but i have done research for the other more less less like i had to do research for some of the less uh well-known stuff that i haven't that to be honest haven't totally taken shape yet but
0: yeah that's really cool and i like it just sounds so interesting to be playing the game and then trying to find this like hidden lore kind of thing or like what the game master kind of planned out it's, it's it kind of reminded me of like reading a book and then you're like solving the mystery as you're reading it kind of thing that sounds really cool <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it's really, like, um, Tolkien, from who wrote Lord of the Rings, he's really the, like, grandfather of, like, all of this stuff. Like, he he wrote, like, he was, like, a linguist first, and he created, like, all the Elvish and languages, and he wrote, it's almost like he wrote Lord of the Rings to, excuse, like, as an excuse to create those languages. And, like, so, like, creating those backstories and, like, those, like, creating the mythology for your world is, like, very... Um, is, is rooted in, in really old old fantasy authors and, and stuff like that.
1: Um. Okay. Wait, wait. Wait. Inky, do you have like a do you have like a like a website or something? Oh yeah.
2: It's just inkarat. dot com. com. It's a very easy domain to keep because not that many people have my name. So.
0: <laughs> okay. Sounds
2: good. Yeah. If you guys ever want to like try D anD D, whenever COVID is over, like. It's very hard to teach how to play the game uh, online. We actually had a new player join partway through, and it was really hard for her to keep up. Uh, Because you can't, like, point to things and be like, oh, you just use this number here to add to your dice roll. Or, yeah. So whenever COVID is over, if you guys want to get, like, a couple of your friends, if you want to try one session, like, I'm down to do that with you guys.
1: That sounds awesome. Sounds so fun.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, I can All right. I can sit down with you and help you guys make your characters if you
0: want. That would be so fun having my own character. hmm Same. <laughs> Making you draw for us. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not do creative you... though, so uh, yeah, you first... like to tell us what to do. Everyone's
2: creative is just is it's just uh, people get embarrassed when they think they're like, Oh, this isn't cool. So I think <laughs> I think everyone's creative. Yes, they 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 censor themselves because like they're like, uh this isn't like, cool.
0: I know some like people who hate it when people tell them to draw something. Like especially, like, hey, can you draw me? Do you hate it when people do that?
2: Uh I hate it when people try to ask me to draw them them. That annoys me. <laughs> like <specifically. laughs> But if like they if they ask me to draw something cool, like I'm okay with that. But like when you ask someone to draw you, it's kind of like it sounds very narcissistic. That's why I'm just like, <laughs> like I'm not like I'm not your like private portrait artist. Like,
0: here's a mirror. Yeah,
2: yeah, basically.
0: All right, okay. Well, this was super fun. I'm pretty sure we all learned a lot. It was very cool to learn about D and I didn't know it was what I thought it was at first. I thought it was like a um. It was related to PAD, Puzzles, and Dragons for, like, the longest time. Because they're both, like, yeah, they're both acronyms, and it's dragons in there. And they're both <laughs> a game.
2: generation gap. But also, at the same time, Dungeons & Dragons is a generation gap for me, too. Because it, it was popular in, like, the late 70s and 80s. So, like, it's, cool. it's really the... It was created in that generation, and that's when it was really popular. So, like... It's like one generation gap, and then there's another generation gap between you and me. So I don't blame you for, for not knowing.
0: Yeah, we we were very lost, but we've learned a lot. <laughs> um, But you guys can all follow Inky at Shazam Wizard on his Instagram. He posts a lot of his concept it art stuff. so cool. Yes, go get those cards. They look super cool. I'm fine. Finally-
2: I'm finally oh, using ahead. my Instagram like a real social media person.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've been posting a lot of um, art life. that you make. made. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can also go to his website, inkarat.com, I-N-K-A-R-A-T.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know how to spell. <laughs> I think that's all we have time for today. We'll see you guys next week on Bubbly Block. Bye.